Madeira Companies, welcome to Touch Base. Uh, we're going to get a chance today to have a conversation with Quex Operations, and we'll kind of walk through who everybody is and get, let you get a chance to hear their bios a little bit, and then kind of how they do things. Uh, if you've seen any of these before, especially this year, we've been kind of talking about not just what everybody does, but also kind of how these different groups overlap, how their teams work together. Uh, you know, community is one of our primary uh, values, and that is one of the things we're wanting to highlight, not just in these podcasts, but something that we're trying to incorporate as, as foundational pieces of how our teams work together, departments overlap, and then really just how our, our companies in general kind of come together. Larry, since you're just kind of to my left and <laughs> we're just kind of right here, uh, why don't you go first I'll and go tell first. us a little bit about yourself. I'll, uh, my friends right here know me, but I'll, I'll tell everybody else a little bit. So about 17 years ago, started into the cable industry, and the cable companies at the time were rolling out a lot of high-speed data, internet, and been involved with that ever since. And worked with a lot of the people that are here at um, both Madeira Companies, Madeira Properties, as well as Quex. So Dave Gillis, John McNally, Andrew Wallace, and the teams that are up there. Um, I've been doing broadband, which is internet access, for Madeira since 19, or 2017 started with them as a company and then when Quex was formed we created a product line around bringing internet to uh, multifamily apartments so we've done some 20,000 units of internet to the apartments we work with uh, companies like Charter or Spectrum is their brand name Comcast and their brand name is Xfinity uh, we're working now with AT&T on some deals and Recently, I think a, a big accomplishment was getting a, a partnership agreement, a formal um, selling agreement with Charter. So we now rep their product um, and we get a commission when we make sales on it. And so we're excited about that. Yeah, Brent, why don't you go next? So I'm a chief operating officer. I've, uh, how I got here is kind of, it's a, a windy road, but I started out, my, my education is computer science. I was a, uh, a developer, I went into IT management, uh, CIO role, and then eventually moved into, uh, left that and went into consulting, um, business management consulting primarily. Uh, that, I did that for about 15 years, but uh, I started in, with Quext in 2020, early 2020, which was, if those of you remember, there's a thing called COVID, so it was about that time. <laughs> But that, you know, Tom, that was kicking off is when I was joining here. So uh, it uh, it's been a you know it's it's been a really good experience to to be here and be part of the startup because that's that's a lot of what my background was was startups and mm. you know it's uh, you know there's a lot of ambiguity in startups and so it was it was a good fit you know I li I like that kind of environment so uh, so now we focus on. We focus on, and I guess we, you know, we can talk about a little bit what the group does. I'll, I'll go ahead and just high level. You know, the, the operations team here at Quext handles a lot of different things. Everything like Larry was talking about, from uh, the broadband delivery, you know, everything from engineering to contracting and so forth to the to the delivery of those services. Uh, we handle everything for for a uh, uh, install, so IoT installs and so forth. Um, working with the customer, customer experience, so hand-holding, making sure that everything is done correctly, and then after the fact, help desk. Uh, in essence, the, the, through the life cycle of that customer, we are, we are there for that customer. So that's what this team does. We also have responsibilities for the systems and so forth that, that, 
that we all use to, to do our job on a day-to-day basis. So each of these guys are going to talk about their the details of those, but that's high level what the operations team yeah. does. Very cool. Very cool. Tessa? So I'm VP of Customer Experience. I have been in multifamily for 21 years now. So for most of, you know, who we sell to and who we take care of, our customers, I started off on site as a leasing agent. Um, Kind of grew my career from there in the multifamily space. So um, worked with Apartment Guide, Apartments.com. Um, I even took a little jump back over after being on the supplier side um, and was a director of marketing for a little bit for a company out of DC. Um, I went to, from there, I went to Rent Dynamics and sold CRM. And then that's where I became VP of customer experience because that's where my passion is. Yeah. My passion is not just to sell to them, but to take care of them afterwards. Um, and then made the switch over in 2021 mm-hmm. over here, 2022. What is two. Yeah, two. To um, Quex. I was like, wait, wait, you're time flies. And um, started really building out the support team and the CSM team. Um, and now I have the training team underneath yeah. me. Very so. cool. And I, I want to highlight something just simply because uh, this comes up when I talk with Katie and Casey and with the different Madeira teams or, or the different Rockwood groups. What you said there at the beginning that, that you started out as a leasing agent and in the multifamily housing industry, even now working with property technology, you've been able to build a career uh, through all of that. And I think that's something we are always talking a little bit about as we think about people's career paths in HR and then working with different groups that that you can have a great career in in this area. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Very cool. Uh, Omar, what are you thinking? Well, uh, for those that that don't know me, my name is Omar Sandoval. I'm the VP of uh, Technical Operations for Quext. Uh, and we'll break that down a little bit more because it's a very large yeah. overarching umbrella for that. But um, for me, my journey, uh, I, just like Larry, you know, I work with a lot of colleagues that we have here today uh, for a telecom company. Um, I have over 20 years of experience in telecom. I was very fortunate to have uh, opportunities to work in different departments, everything from technical operations, field services, engineering, uh, project management, all those pieces that encompass operations uh, when it comes to that. So um, did that for a little bit over 20 years now. Uh, I actually worked with Larry and the team when uh, Quex was just forming on some of these things, working as a vendor for them, a technical partner. And then after some time, uh, we felt the need that it was a good opportunity for me to move over. and and help uh, work with these guys and meet some great people that I work with today uh, to help move the company a little bit forward. So I came on board in 2021. Um, It feels longer because I worked with them before that. But um, yeah, so essentially everything from, uh, like I said, my department will talk about a little bit more. It starts at the warehouse operations uh, when it comes to getting hardware uh, materials and everything get shipped out to the project management team. I work very closely with Tessa. Actually, it's it'll you'll, you'll be surprised to see how much operations works with so many different departments yeah. all the time. Uh, but the technical operations part of it is the support for the installers and the contractors out in the field, right? That's Kyle Pritchard in that group, uh, Kelsey Smith. They you know they do all of that with project management, 
everything contracts, right? Our contract admins, you know, getting these contracts and pieces, parts to that. So all those encompass the technical operations piece, and we'll talk about it a little bit more. But uh, yeah, so it's been a great ride, and I really enjoy it, and look forward to, to keep going down that road. Jeff, you're up next. My background is is a little diverse in the fact that this is my first experience with multifamily. Uh, I've always been kind of in an operational role. Okay. Um, I came from uh, Northeast Texas uh, to Texas Tech University and was an animal production major uh, with an emphasis on meat science, uh, which I was part of the meat judging team at Tech back in the late 80s, uh, which has had national prominence. So it's, it's, it's fun to be some, it's fun to be part of a winning uh, organization. Um, so I worked in that industry for about 10 years and then was in educational technology uh, for about 16, 17 years. Uh, worked with a startup there and developing really from beginning to end uh, mm-hmm. that idea uh, and taking it to market. And then in 2020, came over to uh, Quext. And uh, I'm VP of operations. So as Brent mentioned, we, uh, we spent a lot of time working on kind of our backend systems uh, a lot of that, a lot of what helps put together what our customers end up seeing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and putting the teams together and tying the teams together uh, through those platforms that we developed. Yeah, well, that's that's cool. I also like learning the little nuances or funny things about different people's lives or whatever. I did not know that you did meat sciences. Uh, that's that that's like a. That becomes like a party trick now. <laughs> You've never been to one of his barbecues? That's a whole different experience. If you have yeah. meat questions. That's, that's right. That's right. To yeah. all of the Madeira companies, send your meat questions right. uh, to Jeff and one quest. Yeah, yeah. uh, let's talk kind of back to, to back to your comment a moment ago, Brent. Um, let's, let's talk more to maybe like a 30,000-foot perspective as far as like operations mm-hmm. and what you're looking to accomplish um, and, and really kind of the vision and direction that you and Dave Gillis have been kind of working towards for not just these guys, but for their teams, how this stuff connects with multifamily housing. Um, And so, yeah, jump into that for a little bit. Every time that I talk with Dave and, 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 and my background has always been, how do we deliver the best service? And so our, from a, if you want to call it a strategy or our focus, it is how do we provide the best customer service we can provide? Because as a startup, you have to differentiate yourself in ways that are different than price, since we're mostly dealing with commodities. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, certainly the product itself stands stands above, I think, most if you look at our products. But at the end of the day, if you're an unknown, you really have to have great customer service mm-hmm. and, and create an experience that, that causes people to talk and they talk to their friends and, yep. and colleagues and so forth, right? So that's really what our focus is. And, and it is a little more expensive if, you know, the ones that have really gotten to scale have, uh, uh, they cut back on some of that. You know, they may do that in the beginning, but they cut back on it. We don't have a, a plan, if you will, to say, okay, once we get to scale, and when I say scale, I mean, you know, exceeding 100, 200,000 units, you know, where we're cutting back, we're going to do things differently, sure. but. But the focus will always be how do we provide the best customer experience we can at all levels, from from the sales process through the contracting, through the delivery of those services, and then the support of those services. And so it's got to be, it's got to be something that is that is, uh, you know, they 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 always have something good to say about mm-hmm. you if you own the market. 
let's talk about culture for just a little bit and then just relationships because um, I would I would argue uh, maybe to my dying breath that organizational culture is something you steward right it's dynamic um, and you don't just set it and it happens it's it's something that's cultivated routinely um, it's something that you have to build over time you know you, we, we understand that um, and we may not always do it right but it is a priority I know it's a priority to y'all so let's talk about culture and relationships for just a bit Let, let's let's start with just quext um, culturally speaking what are you hoping for um, when it comes to your relationships amongst your teams cross departments <coughs> Uh, with vendors, others, what what are you what are you wanting to accomplish in those relationships and with the way the groups work together? And anybody can just jump on that from the get go. <laughs> I think just building synergy along the way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not only just like our team touches everybody in the company and not only like in Madeira and the communities, but building the synergy and how we all can work together as one quest, right? Um, I do think as we continue to build out like. Salesforce and things where we have more transparency to see exactly what's going on in the everyday business um, will be a lot. It it has been a lot easier um, and kind of break down the silos and continue to build the company and the 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 people that we work with every single day. You know, I mean, not only is my like my team goes out, they go to properties, they talk to the communities, they get the feedback, they bring it back to us, right? How can we nurture that and make that better? Yeah. And that's what we thrive to do every single day, whether it's my support team or my CSM. You know, so I do think we, I think we do a pretty good job with that right now <laughs> as we continue to build that. Yeah, I think it's a, you know, when we talk about culture, it kind of goes back to, you know, what, what does success look like? I think it's a combination for me. It is success is, you know, Let's make sure that we're getting our investors there, you know, creating a great investment for our investors and our partners. That we are, uh, yes, we're going to have things that we complete and we get to a steady state, but we're innovators, right? And so we're always going to be coming up with, we have, you know, a lot of great people in this company that have ideas and, we, you know, we're doing something different all the time, which is awesome, right? I think it's a, it's an exciting environment to be in. So it's, there's never going to be this you know, this steady state that we're going to achieve at some point. It's going to be, we'll have something steady and some things in flight, right? It'll always be a little bit of mix of that. But then I think the culture side of it, I think success in that regard looks like as we do that and, you know, that we're able to stay transparent and we're able to work closer together. I think some of the challenges that we've had in the past uh, and, and to a degree that we have today that we're working through are, you know, what are those what are those things that we're missing? As you know, as we talked about, we're building systems and processes kind of as we go, mm-hmm. and and so what are those things that we're missing in order to create some of that synergy between between the the, the departments within yeah. Quest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's a, that's a good piece of that. Um, let's talk about uh, the cultural relationship too. I want to go further with what you kind of brought up a little bit and and what you're sharing regarding um, the culture and the relationships with like Madeira. Uh, or Rockwood and the on-site people. How do we do that in a way because in, in a way that honors them and honors the property? Because as folks who have done operations before, 
um, whether it's construction uh, happening, you know, a remodel, some yeah. sort of some sort of like uh, facelift to a property, or whether it's a, a vendor, or whether it's various inspections that are taking place. Uh, you've got the first of the month, so you've got the seasonal ups and downs, different things that are going on with yeah. properties and things like that. And then all of a sudden, it's like we're integrating property technology in certain areas, yeah. right? On top of that, Surprise, and that's right. yeah, and that that has nothing to do yeah. with the random things that sure. a leasing agent or an assistant manager or whoever it is sitting on property is like just dealing with normal residential yeah, issues, normal right? Absolutely. The normal stuff. How do we do this in a way, whether it's a vendor, but specifically more since this is an internal podcast? Mm-hmm. How, how do we, you know, as from a Quex perspective, take care of the Maderas and take care of the Rockwood folks that have been, in some cases, our beta testers for the technology. Um, how do we take care of them and make certain they understand not just do we appreciate them, uh, but we want to honor the, 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 the different seasons or the workflow that, that you guys have going on? What are your thoughts there? I know you're on property quite a bit, so what do you, what do you think? So since this is internal, no, I'm just kidding. Um, first of all, I want to tell you that we are very grateful that we have our family in the field that helps us, right? Like I said, we, they shape, help shape this company and processes and best practices and the way that, that, we, that we roll things out. Um, there are times where, you know, as, as we all know, they are very busy. Just their normal BAU work that they have to do, they're very busy. But they take the time to be those beta testers and to provide feedback and I think it's important that they understand that the feedback that they give us is, first of all, everything is taken into account, yep. right? There's nothing that they provide that is not looked at, discussed, reviewed, how we can make these changes. So we're, we're very fortunate for that. And I want them to know that their feedback is very vital and important to us. Um, I think when... Uh, and, and, you know, when I'm, obviously when I'm out traveling, I try and hit as many people as I can, right? Um, I don't like to be the just dropping out of the blue guy. So sometimes the other meetings that I'm having uh, in town uh, doesn't allow me to get to all the ones I'd like to. So it is sometimes drop in. So thank you guys for letting me drop in. But I, I let them know I'll be in the area at least. But I think they see because we've done multiple projects, whether I'm deploying the Connect stuff or we're deploying the IOT things or we're doing websites or digital human or whatever it is, I'm hoping that they see that their feedback is reflected in the next rollout that they're part of, right? Yeah. That we are doing things better because they gave us good feedback. Yeah. And um, I've always told them, hey, I don't mind you telling me mm-hmm. that that's what you I mean. Just because we're sister companies doesn't mean that I want you to treat me any different than you would a different vendor. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if something's wrong or something's not right, you know, let, let us know because we want to take care of you like we would take care of anybody else, yeah. right? And, and, and that's the part where I feel like sometimes it gets a little bit muddied, um, but I want them to know that from all of us, right, that they need to let us know. Mm-hmm. I mean, let yeah. us know good, bad, you know, we love to hear good, but we also want to hear bad because that's how we can yeah. get better, right? Yeah. I was piggyback on the bad. I'm, I'm happy to say, Privileged to be a part of the team that developed um, the IoT solution. I'm a patent holder, and we spent years thinking about how a door lock and a thermostat could be a lot better to operate. Uh, and one of the experiences that I had, and, and all of us on the team had, was implementing managed Wi-Fi door to door, going into every unit to install equipment, and seeing key management systems, which. <laughs> 
are as good as they can be, but they are still horrible. <laughs> um, and we would get there in the morning and the day had its, here, here we need these apartments and the key ring was this big and all the folks that are out there doing key management understand the challenges of yeah. you get there and the key doesn't work or something happens. We were, you know, as we were experiencing that, we're developing and putting in place a solution that would say, you know what, it will be a whole lot easier if these door locks could all be managed by one key fob mm -hmm. to a maintenance person or to your person who's doing your carpet cleaning or to whatever. Mm -hmm. And it'd be even better if you could perceive when they're in and out of that apartment with some information that comes as they access the apartment, the door lock sends information. So we were gathering all that feedback and that's just on the door lock piece. Then on the thermostat side, what was the biggest complaint we heard? Hey, when they come in and they clean the carpet, they turn the air conditioning down to 65 and then they leave and it runs for a month at 65 in Houston and Dallas and the electricity bill goes through the roof. So yep. again, that feedback from them on how, how do you make a solution that, mm -hmm. that will solve those kinds of problems? Um, getting rid of key management, avoiding uh, air conditioning that runs for a month, et cetera. Those are just a tip of the iceberg about what went into the thought process and the feedback that we got on, hey, this would really, really be killer. But And these are things that are unique to multifamily, right? Mm -hmm. that it's not something I have to deal with at my house. My right. personal house has a door lock that, you know, I don't have to worry about all that. But that was great feedback. Yeah, I mean, this may sound corny, but listen to these two guys talk about our products and the development of our products, I could listen to all day. Because I, I, I come from a background where I know nothing about multifamily, you know, and I know nothing about broadband and IoT and those kind of things. So for me, just being able to interact with Madera people, and I may not have the answer for them, but I know they're looking for answers. I know they're looking for the solutions and being part of that process and trying to help them has been a really cool experience for me. Yeah. Uh, recently, I ran into a, a resident just randomly in Fort Worth that basically lived at one of our properties. I didn't tell him what I was currently doing, who I was associated with, and he talked about the management of that property and how good they were. Awesome. And if we ever needed field people to give input on what we're doing, we should go talk to them. So that was really cool to hear. So when you look at culture and environment and what we're all trying to accomplish with the two different companies or the multiple companies that we have. It's, it's really cool and really cool to be a part of. And so.